For now, though, again, as we mentioned off the top, musically, Canadians are losing their religion at an unprecedented rate, with more than a third of the country reporting no religious affiliation in the latest census, according to StatsCan data released on Wednesday. And while the latest data from 2021 shows that the proportion of non-religious Canadians has more than doubled in the past 20 years, that's up from 16.5 to 34.6, can you imagine? Since 2001, the share of the country that identify as Christian has also shrunk considerably by about 10% per decade this century. Uh, Christians made up 53.3% of the population in 2021, self-identified as such. That's down from 67.3 in 2011 and 77.1 in 2001. So you can imagine from 2001, nearly three, more than three quarters of the Canadian population identified as Christian. It's now da- up down to just above 50%. This isn't because of anything strange. It's basically demographics. Um, A lot of younger Canadians don't identify or don't have any particular religious affiliation. And we're seeing that happen, whereas a lot of older Canadians did identify as Christian. Um, And so did their kids. So the boomers do too, to some extent, but less so, and their children even less so. We're, We're seeing that kind of play out through the system, or through the census at least. I thought this was a fascinating phenomenon. What does it mean to become a more secular country, as we are quickly becoming, by the way? Um, And what does it mean to our understanding of different religious communities? How how does a secular country, or a country that is increasingly secular, understand religion, uh, make sense of it, understand those who believe? Because it's important that people do, right? Um, So to help us with that, Joining me now is Reverend Michael Corrin. You may know that name. He's an author, commentator, and longtime contributor to a number of publications here in Canada, including the Globe and Mail, the Toronto Star, and so forth, and in Britain. Uh, Reverend Corrin, thanks for your time tonight. Oh, it's my pleasure. This was an interesting um, result from the census because it, it continued some trends we'd already been seeing, but there was a lot of attention paid to the changing uh, religious makeup of this country. What did you make of it? Well, I wasn't at all surprised. I was surprised that people were surprised. Right. Because, um, I mean, a lot of it's generational. And my wife and I have four children. I've seen how they've adapted to various uh, religious ideas. Uh, Immigration is obviously an issue, too. I mean, there's no surprise that uh, religions such as Islam and Hinduism have grown. They're still not huge, but it's immigration-based, and that's understandable. Um, And they're also cultural. I think people would often say they were of a certain religion, even if they weren't particularly practicing, which is still the case to a certain degree, I would argue, with Catholicism. I mean, we have four children, they were all raised Catholic. I would say two of them will probably still say Catholic on a census, but they would never go to church. One wouldn't, uh, one certainly wouldn't. I would venture in, in 20 years' time, not sure if I'll still be alive, but I think the numbers will be shockingly low in terms of Christianity. It's about, what, 53% now. Yeah. I, I think they'll be lower still. I see it as a great opportunity in Christian terms, but I'm not surprised. And the number of people who identify as secular, I mean, it's very broad, isn't it? Secular, humanist, or atheist. Mm-hmm. That's doubled. Well, I don't know how many would say they, were, they aggressively denied the existence of God. I think a lot of those people would simply say, I don't know, and I don't really even care very much. Actually, indifference is the real challenge to people of faith. Um, It's not opposition, it's indifference, and there is a lot of that. Also, um, those numbers are reflected in the US too, and to a certain degree in Europe. 
Look, the public face of Christianity, and that's the real issue here, it was 70-odd percent 20 years ago. It's dropped down to just over half. And the re- what we see on TV is often very conservative people, Donald Trump, uh, the conservative riot in this country, anti-vaccination, conspiracy theory, obsession with, with women, uh, opposing women's choice, sometimes homophobia. These are not very attractive aspects of the Christian faith. I don't think they're Christian, but they're certainly elements of the public church. And often the loudest noise is made in the shallowest end of the swimming pool. And the conservative right, with all due respect, does know how to splash a lot. So Christians who follow the Gospels, I think we, we I try to include myself in that, I think we have to do a much better job of presenting Christianity rather than saying, oh dear, our numbers are reducing. Of course they are. But, you know, the, the early church was, was wonderfully faithful to the, the true teachings of Christ. It was then adopted by Imperial Rome. Before very long, it became persecuting, aggressive, militaristic. I I quite like the idea of a level playing field where we have to not argue for our faith, but show the merits of our faith by example or witness or or by by discussion, rather than just assume that people will be in church on a Sunday. Because in just personal, personal anecdotes, I don't find people any less spiritual these mm-hmm. days. Uh, in fact, if anything, I find people to be more sort of spiritually oriented. They talk about it in different terms, perhaps, than church on a Sunday or identifying with a certain organized religion. But it doesn't feel like there's a lack of spirituality here. Where do you think those energies are now being placed? I think that's a very good point. It's very perceptive. And also people turn to spirituality at times of crisis. For example, after 9-11, we know that uh, um, all sorts of religious institutions were full. And we're going through a time now that is very volatile and in some ways very worrying. So people are looking for some sort of spiritual answer. It used to be new age, which was a generic term, which didn't mean very much, really. Um, All sorts of ideas, whether it be uh, meditation or wicker or or whatever. Uh, I think people are searching. I don't know if they're aggressively searching, but they're wondering, especially of a certain age. And we've all seen it, those of us who have children, uh, there's that age and stage of immortality. You just have fun and you enjoy your life. And then as you get older, maybe kids come along and the mortgage comes along or the rent. And you you wonder about the deeper issues and you ask questions. So where are those energies going? I'm not entirely sure. I mean, there has been a growth. Well, there is growth in certain aspects of Christianity, for example. Um, we have the mega churches. I'm, I'm not a huge fan. I don't think there should be such a thing as a mega church. I think churches should be places where everyone actually knows other people. It should be an extended family. But there has been a growth there. Um, there's a, there's also a growth in a certain type of fundamentalism. Every, we have every answer for every question. Well, faith is a dialogue, and I don't have answers to every question. Why do bad things happen to good people? There's no really good answer to that. Uh, but the fundamentalist groups within Christianity, um, they are picking up numbers or remaining steady. Um, so, yeah, you're right. There is still, there is wonder, uh, there's interest. Uh, but as I said earlier, I, I simply don't think that organized churches or traditional churches have made themselves particularly appealing. Uh, but I, you can remember that there was a time, I, I'm an Anglican, there was a time in England when if you weren't in an Anglican church on a Sunday, um, it may well be that your boss would ask you why on a Monday. Now, that seems 
as it should be, a, a different world. I mean, it's just um, Ireland. I, I'm 63. I grew up in Britain. Uh, I knew Ireland well. I mean, Ireland was so Catholic. And even the Irish diaspora, friends of mine in London, they were so Catholic. That's gone. I mean, Ireland now, I, I think it was it half the people are at mass. I mean, Spain, Quebec, all of these countries that were of, of, a, of a particular faith, it's all changed. So, but, but I don't think it's a bad thing that people are questioning. Uh, look at the abuse crises, not just in the Catholic Church. Most, well, most, yes, probably most, certainly many churches. The Southern Baptists are going through this now. We have big, big issues in, in Southern Ontario, one, one major church in particular. Jean Vanier, who was an icon. Right, right. I bet Jean uh, Vanier, Ra- yeah. Yeah, Ravi Zacharias, I mean, people like this. So, yeah, thank God we are asking questions now. Don't assume people are correct simply because they wear a collar or because they seem to have authority. So you mentioned earlier, uh, Reverend Cor, that you think this is an opportunity, though, that people are out there looking for things. You notice there's obviously, uh, you know, the, the, the health and wellness business has boomed. There's a lot of emphasis on perfecting oneself, on being your best self, for instance, and a lot of focus on the individual these days. And I wonder if that you find that at all uh, concerning or at least, um, you know, perhaps some of the explanation is there. Yeah, and I find it very exciting. I, I'm I'm not intimidated by people who who challenge what I believe or question what I believe. And we, we do live in a post-Christian world. This terminology is thrown around, but I would say look, I, I didn't grow up in a, in a Christian home. My dad was Jewish, um, and um, my parents were secular. They didn't really be, well. They had a certain belief system, but it wasn't organized in any way. But the the, the context of my upbringing in England was Christian. Uh, Christian festivals and uh, reverence for certain things. Uh, And I I was familiar with certain uh, quotations from scripture. Ask kids today about what they know of the Bible. And a lot of older people might be surprised how little they know. They simply don't know what you mean when you you, you come out, I don't know, um, whoever's without the sin cast the first stone. I think kids say to me, oh, what's that? Yeah, that's clever. And that's just the way so we have to re-explain but that that is a that's a good thing because we haven't lived that way i mean if we if christians had lived this perfect christian life of love and forgiveness and justice and equality and inclusion wouldn't it be awful if people were were leaving christianity but we haven't you know the terrible things have been done in the name of organized religion all organized religion including christianity maybe even particularly christianity so no surprise and no disappointment that people have moved away and I, I do think it'll get worse. Well, those numbers will, will be deeper. Um, it, it wouldn't surprise me if in 20 years' time, if I'm still alive to see it, the numbers are down to maybe 35%. Um, that's, now, where there is growth in Christianity is outside of the Western world. It's right. not in, in North America and Europe. And by the way, it's not in Russia. Uh, when my, my father's family came from Russia, and I still have family there, I read articles... Uh, that Russia was deeply religious and part of the invasion of Ukraine was absolute nonsense. There are fewer Russians in church than Canadians on a Sunday. They're not, that, that's not true. Where there is growth is in Africa and Asia. Uh, you, there are Presbyterian churches in South Korea. You think you're going to a, a sports stadium. Yes. packed with thousands of people. Um, in Africa, there are Anglican churches where they, they cannot fit people inside the building. There are simply too many people. So there is growth, but it's not growth in Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver, 
London and, and Manhattan. It's in other places. The one, and that leads, and that's a perfect segue to my last question, because one of the things I found traveling a lot and work traveling a lot for work uh, as well, and not being, uh, being a very secular person with very little knowledge of religion, is that there then becomes a divide a little bit with the way a very secular country such as Canada is and how we see the world versus how the rest of the world sees the world. And I'm wondering if, if losing a bit of that um, ability to understand faith and belief and, and, and organized religion as well, if, if there's a deficit there when it comes to trying to talk to and understand other countries on this planet where religion is a much more important part of the social fabric. I think that's very true. Uh, not long ago, just a few months ago, there was a big synod, a collection of, of uh, Anglican leaders representing 85, 90 million people. And one of the most divisive issues was equal marriage, uh, full inclusion of LGBTQ people. And on that issue, I'm very much in favor of. But I, but I also believe we have to listen to those people who are opposed. I don't mean right-wing North American homophobic people. I mean bishops from Africa and the Caribbean who have a different belief system. And there was this, there were these twin solitudes. There were some people in North America on the left on this issue who said, I just can't believe the way they think. Well, you better start to try it. And, and because they're not bad people, they, they have a different point of view. It's a more literal interpretation of scripture, but we have to try and understand it. These people are also often dealing with poverty and war and exploitation and colonialism. So you can't just reject them as that, that they don't understand. They understand more than we do in many ways, but it is a, a different way of thinking. The Islamic world, um, we, I mean, it, it's extraordinary that people know so little and they, they assume that, uh, I was speaking to um, uh, a Jewish friend, one of his hobbies is just traveling. He tries to go to as many countries as he can. And he's always very open about who he is and what he is, not very religious. But And I said, where are the best places? He said, oh, without question, it's been the Muslim world. And I said, are you open about being Jewish? And he said, oh, yeah. I said, what's the reaction? He said, it's lovely. So I've never never had an issue. They're fascinated. They want to learn more. But I bet you if you ask most people about, they would, really? Surely they will be angry at you on anti-Semitic. And that's simply not true. Um, there are problems in the world. There's intolerance in the world. But I do think that too many people associate religion with intolerance, which it's sometimes that's appropriate, but not always. My golly, I've met a lot of very secular people, atheist people who are deeply intolerant of others, particularly intolerant of those who have faith. Michael Corrin, thank you so much for your time tonight. I appreciate it. Anytime. My pleasure.